Okay, Tov, and welcome back to our study of Dafyomi. This is our final shiur on Masechet Chagiga. We have one Mishnah to do at the bottom of Chavav Amur Aleph, which will take us to Chav Zayin Amur Aleph and our Siyum. The final Mishnah, picking up from the previous Mishnah, Ketzad Mavirin Al Tarat Azara. How would they clean out the Azara after Yom Tov? They would take all the kelim that were in the Mikdash, take them to the Mikvah, and they would also tell the Kohanim during the Regal, make sure not to touch the Shulchan that's in the Kodesh, where the Lechem Apanim is. The concern was that some of the Kohanim were Ameha Haaretz and maybe, might be Tmeim, and the Shulchan cannot be taken out for purposes of Tevilah, for reasons that we will see. It will be the major focus of discussion in the Gemara. All the kelim in the Mikdash have backups and backups to the backups. Just for the purpose, not concerned that one will be broken or disabled, but rather in case one of them became Tameh, you could bring the other one and use it. All the kelim are kelim that can become Tameh and therefore would need Tvilah except for the two altars, the Mizbacha Zahav in the Kodesh, the small altar, the golden altar, and the Mizbacha Nechoshet, the huge altar outside, which is the one covered in copper. Nesha gives one reason, which is because they are considered like earth, and we'll see why, from Psukim. And the Chachamim say the reason is because they are covered, and we'll have to see what the reasoning behind that argument is at the end of the Gemara. Okay, the first statement in the Gemara is Tana Zaharu Shama Tiguba Shulchan Uvam Nora. So in the Mishnah we say that they told the Kohanim who are Meharitz be careful during the Regal not to touch the Shulchan. And now we have a Brighter that says they told them not to touch, touch the Shulchan and the Menorah. So obviously according to the author of the Brighter, the Menorah should, cannot be taken to the Mikvah. And according to our Tana, the Menorah can be taken, only the Shulchan can. Let's see what the reason is. Why didn't our Tana mention Menorah? The answer is Take a look at the first Pasuk on the page. It says, So even though it doesn't say the Shulchan has to be there all the time, the Lechem Panim have to be on the Shulchan at all times. So if so, the Shulchan cannot be moved. The Menorah never says Tamid about the Menorah itself. The Idach, so what is the time of the bright to say? Take a look at Pasuk number two on the page. That the menorah is going to be Nochach HaShulchan. The menorah is placed opposite the Shulchan. Opposite here means sort of corresponding. Since the Shulchan is always there, the menorah always has to be there. The Idach, what does Aratana say? The Pasuk is there not to tell you it should always be there like the Shulchan, but rather to tell you where it should be, exactly opposite the menorah. Typically, the Chli Eitz Asui Lanachatu, so the Gemara raises a challenge and says, we don't really have a problem with somebody being Matam in the Shulchan. They don't need to be careful because even if you touch the Shulchan, the Shulchan is not vulnerable to Tumah because it is a Chli Eitz, a wooden Chli. Remember, the Shulchan was made of wood with a gold cover. It's a wooden Chli that is used to rest things on. And a Chli Eitz Asui Lanachet or Lanachat is not Makabal Tumah. Uh, my time. Well, what's the reason for that? Do me a sack by Enon. Take a look at the third pasuk on the page. Um, uh, sorry, the fourth pasuk on the page. Mikol kli eitz ovegad or osak in Parshat Shmini. 
So he creates, the Tumat creates is mentioned along with sock, uh, with burlap, with sack, sackcloth. Um, and the inference from there is, Masak mitaltam alevere kam, just like a sock is carried. Both empty and full, Afkom mitaltel malevere kam. So the only clear that's mitame creates is it was mitaltel malevere kam, carried, it's portable, both full and empty. And this one is not carried at all. It's a kliates asui nanachat. It's a kliates that's made for putting things on. So the answer is, Hainam mitaltel malevere kam hu. It's not true. The shulchan sometimes is carried. Why? Kedurish lakish, damarish lakish, maidirtibala shulchan atahor. Why does the pasuk, which is pasuk number five, describe? I'm sorry, the Pasuk uh, number three on the page. Describe the Shulchan as HaShulchan HaTahor. Chal Shu Tamei. So obviously that means that it could become Tamei. Vamai, Kliyet Sasun Enachatu. How could it become Tamei? After all, it's Kliyet Sasun Enachat. Enukalatuma. Elamalamit Shemag Bihin Oto Marin Bolo Olei Regalim Lechem Apanim. The answer is that they pick it up on the Regal and they show it to the Olei Regal to show them Lechem Apanim. For what purpose? See how much God loves you. When you what's that, what is it that God loves you? When we take off the bread, it's just like when we put on the bread, just as hot and just as fresh a week later. One of the great miracles in the Mikdash and the Mishkan was the Lechem Apanim. It was just as hot when you put it on and as when you take it off. What's the proof text? When the lechem apanim was taken off of the whatever passed for shulchan in Nov, when Achimelech Hakohen gave it to David for food for the way, it says lasum lechem chom biyomilachot to take to put hot bread on the day that it's taken off. So the day that it's taken off, it's still hot. Okay, so good. So now we understand why this shulchan is viable is vulnerable to tuma. Because even though it's a kliyat etzah, sui lanachat, nonetheless, it is carried out sometimes with the bread on it to show people on the regal. The type of claim is shum tzipui. So why don't I argue that because of the tzipui, because of the cover on the um, on the shochan, it's viable for tumah? In other words, I don't need Rishlokish's explanation that they would bring the shochan out, carry it. After all, it's got a metal cover, a gold cover on it. These are different kinds of tables. Let's say got part of them got eaten away or they covered it with marble. But he left enough room on the table to put cups in the middle. Yudah says, no, it still has to be able to be a place where you could put a piece of meat. Which means that uh, the um, the Tzipui, the cover on top of the table, makes it viable for Tumah. You might think, that this might be your argument, that the acacia wood that's used for the Shulchan is so important that the Tzipui, the gold cover, would not trumpet and mevatel it. Uh, that will not work. That will work according to the Rishlokish, who said, Rishlagesh said that um, the tzipui only works in the case of kalim uh, uh, made out of insignificant wood. That's achsaligim. But this very important wood is kind of like a walnut. Lo batli. All right. So the so you could say aha. Okay, good. So when the wood is very important, so the wood is not batel to the cover. Rabbi Yochan said that even kalim masmim. 
Derbata, my ikal the meimar. Chitema kan betzipui, omein kan betzipui. Sheino omein. So you maybe you'll argue that uh, the only time that tzipui is mevata is 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 mevatel the eights is when it's tzipui that's permanent. And you could argue that tzipui here is not permanent. Haba aminer shlokish mi Rabbi Yochanan. So you omein over tzipui sheino omein, but chofet lav levaz vezav over sheino chofet levaz vezav. Does this din of bitul that the definition of the kli is formed by the tzipui is only that is that only betzipui uh, omein that it's uh, that it's really into the made into the wood or even if it's relatively temporary is it only if it covers the handles of the of the kli or even if it doesn't cover the handles levaz vizin are handles uh, so what did Rabbi Yochanan say? It doesn't matter whether it's permanent or impermanent, whether it covers the handles or not, the tzipui is, is, um, is mevata. Ella, so what's the deal here? Shani shochan. The shochan is different. Why is the shochan different? The, the text itself calls the shochan eitz, which means that even though you've got all these metals on it, nonetheless, it is only defined as eitz, it's a kli eitz, and therefore we need Rosh Lakish to tell us that they would pick it up and bring it out, and that's why it's not kli eitz asuim anachat, therefore it's makabal tumah. How do I know it's called eitz tichtiv in the pasuk in Yechezkel? Hamizbeach eitz shalosh amot gavoa ve'orko shtayim amot miktsotav lov, orko v'kirotav eitz, Describes the Mizbeach as eight. Uh, this is, as you'll see, the Shulchan. Uh, it's three amot high and two amot long, and the edge of them is, uh, are all made out of wood. And then, by the very And God spoke to me and said, This is the Shulchan. So, by the way, so you see that it's called eight. By the way, we have a beautiful homily. The text first calls it Mizbeach, then a Shulchan. By the way, it's interesting because recently had a number of machlokot in the last couple of shiurim, and now they come together and say, When the Beit HaMikdash is around, so the Mizbeach, the altar, is what offers atonement. But now it is the Shulchan that brings Kapara uh, to a person. And um, Rashi points out, Bachmasat Orchim, and other places Rashi says a similar thought when you feed the poor, Marich al Shulchano, Marichin Loyamav, etc., etc. Parenthetically, we then say, We said that the two altars are not Makabal uh, Tuma because they're called, they're ground. How do we know they're called ground? The copper, the big altar. Right, the Torah refers to this in uh, Pasuk number 7 as a Mizbach Adama, an earthen uh, altar. The Mizbach Azahav and the golden altar, when it says which group of Kohanim carried which thing, of Levim carried which things, says that the Kohanim carried the Menorah and the Mizbachot, the altars. So the altars are compared to each other, since the big one is called Mizbach Adama, the little one, even though it's made out of wood and gold, Nonetheless, as a dean of Karka, and therefore is not Makabal Tumah. Now, the end of the Mishnah was Chachamim Omrim, that it's Mnesheh Mitzupin. It sounds like they're saying, we've got a different reason why the Tumis Bachot don't, don't, aren't vulnerable for Tumah, because, vulnerable to Tumah, because they are covered. 
Adraba, Kevada Mitsupin Ninu Mitamu. It's the exact opposite. We just got through arguing that when something is covered with a metal, that makes it viable for Tuma. So So one way to read the Mishnah is to change the ruling. Chachamim disagree and say that actually the um, the Chachamim say that this um, that the altars are tamei because they're covered. And the other way to read it is Rabbanan or Rabbalazar Kamri. The Rabbanan we were responding to Rabbalazar, who said that the Mizbachot are not makabel tuma because they're karka. Which means that if it weren't for the fact they were karka, they would be makabel tuma. And they said, You think that they'd be makabel tuma because of their cover? The cover is batel to them. He said that the the fire of Gehenim cannot hurt them, or it cannot devour them. From a salamander. Right? They evidently believed that a salamander was created from fire. Ma salamander should told that Eshu it comes from fire. If you take some of its blood and put it on your skin, evidently that skin can't be burnt. Who are totally fired. God's words are like fire. So are suffused with God's words. How much more so that they cannot be devoured by fire. Right, the fire of Gehenim cannot hurt Poshe uh, Yisrael, which means Jews who who are there. Right, the Mizbech Hazahav had a fire on it, but it had only the thickness of a dinar of gold. But the gold was never melted for all those years, even with a fire on it. Even the worst of Am Yisrael are filled with mitzvot like a pomegranate. Your, your, the drasha is, your empty ones are like a slice of pomegranate. No, don't read rakatech, but rather rekanim shabach, right, which means those who are empty, how much more so that the fire cannot devour them or hurt them. To all of the Lomdim that we have uh, completed the study of Masechet Chagiga. And in the next podcast, we will begin the study of Masechet Yevamot.